transfusion. The doctor explained that she had the same disease the boy had had recovered from two years prior. Her only chance for recovery was a transfusion from someone who had previously conquered the disease. Since the two children had the same rare blood type, the boy was an ideal donor. Would you give your blood to Mary, the doctor asked. Johnny hesitated. His lower lip trembled, and he smiled, sure, for my sister. Soon the two children were wheeled into the hospital room. Mary, pale, weak. Johnny, robust and strong. Neither spoke, but when their eyes met, Johnny smiled. As the nurse inserted the needle into his arm, Johnny's smile faded. He watched the blood flow out through the tube. When the ordeal was almost over, his voice slightly shaking, asked the doctor, Doctor, when do I die? Only then did the doctor realize that Johnny had hesitated. Why had his lip trembled? Why had he thought, acted the way he did when he agreed to donate the blood? He thought giving his blood meant giving up his life. In that brief moment, he had made a great decision. Johnny, fortunately, did not have to die to save his sister. Each of us, however, has a condition more serious than Mary's, and it required Jesus to give not only his blood, but his life. Tonight we gather to reflect on the first half of the gospel of Jesus Christ, his sacrificial death on the cross for our sins. The gospel is simple. Christ sacrificially died for our sins, and he was raised on the third day. Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross was driven by his love for us. And as we reflect on Jesus' death, we see more and more that he was motivated by love. And there's two points tonight. You don't have to write them down. I think you remember. Point one is that Jesus loves us. The second one is Jesus loved the Father. And because of that love, he chose to sacrifice himself for us. Read with me a very well-known passage that we read earlier, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God's love for us is so beautiful and attractive. It is. He loves us. He made this earth 
so that we fit here, we can flourish here, we can grow here. He created us male and female so that we can better reflect Him. He knows us. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows you. And He knows our need. But we have a relationship problem with God. We, me, we are dedicated to doing our own will and our own desires. We are in rebellion against God. We want our will, not His. Romans 5 eight teaches us, God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were enemies, but Christ still died. Who would die for an enemy? Only someone who loved the enemy so much and understood what would happen if they died. Jesus chose to sacrifice himself even when he knew what was coming. In Matthew, there's three times where Jesus refers to the gospel. He explains the gospel to his disciples and tells them what's coming. 16, starting in verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not putting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. As they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. And the disciples were greatly distressed. Chapter 20, verse 17. And as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside. And on the way, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. The disciples pushed back on Jesus' presentation of this good news. They were upset with this. The person they love and cared for is talking about dying and then being resurrected. Peter even tries to straighten Jesus up. How many of us have tried to straighten God up because he didn't do 
what we wanted him to do. Here is a picture of what God looks like in human flesh. He knows, but he goes ahead and sacrifices himself because of his trust and love in the Father, and he sacrifices himself for others. Jesus loves us. But not only does Jesus love us, he loves the Father. In the Gospels, we see Jesus, the God-man, 100% God, 100% man, seeking time to talk to the Father. As a boy, his parents leave Jerusalem, and they discover he's not with them, and they go back, and they find him in the temple. And what does he say? Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? He would leave the disciples early in the morning by habit and seek a place to be alone with the father. What is he seeking? Time to be in relationship with the father. Jesus loves the father. He needs to be with the father. He needs to talk to the Father and interact with the Father, even in His human form. And folks, a lot of times up here, we will say, have a quiet time, or do this, or do that. But we're not just encouraging you to read Scripture or study theology. We want you to draw near to God. Talk to Him. Share what's on your mind and heart. And listen as He leads you through the Holy Spirit, through Scripture, and through mature relationships that help you grow. This is a loving relationship with Him, and it's also a loving relationship with those people that are around you right now. Jesus loves the Father. Jesus says, the He and the Father are one. In the story of the transfiguration, Jesus is there with Peter, James, and John. The Father speaks and He says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. Folks, we hear it. This is who I love, says the Father, my Son. And Jesus loves Him back and seeks to be with Him. They are close. They have a relationship. In the garden, and don't read this, but in Matthew 26, 38 through 42, it says, Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful. And he's addressing the disciples. Even to death, remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, 
not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Jesus, out of the love for the Father and out of love for us, was willing to sacrifice himself and to submit. He knew what he would go through, being rejected and condemned by his people, hated by the religious leaders, abandoned and denied by his followers, beaten to a point of being unrecognizable, stripped and humiliated, nailed to a cross, enduring the shame of that, and mocked for what he had said. We cannot comprehend the sacrifice that Jesus made, physically, emotionally, spiritually. He has spent eternity past with the Father, only to be separated from him at the cross, expressing that in those words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Having one's love forsaken hurts deeply. Jesus loved the Father, and he loved us. So how do we respond? The gospel is clear. Jesus sacrificially died for our sins and was resurrected from the dead. Relationally, we recognize that he is, we are in rebellion against God, wanting what we want, not what he wants. I want to encourage you, talk to God, acknowledge that, yes, you rebel, that your desire is to follow him, and pray along with me. <laughs> this may be the first time you've ever thought about this. It may be the 10,000th time. But pray with me and listen. Lord Jesus, I confess that I have sinned and acknowledge my need of you. I thank you for dying on the cross for me and accept you as my Savior. I invite you to be Lord of every area of my life, Lord of my mind and all my thoughts, Lord of my emotions and all my feelings and reactions, Lord of my will and all my decisions, Lord of my body and all my behavior, Lord of my spirit and my relationship with you, Lord of my time, my work, my home, my family, my possessions, and all my relationships. Thank you that your blood was shed, that I may be set free. Amen.
Please stand and sing with us.